Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Manger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success, even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. My guest today teaches brands how to explode on LinkedIn and turn their connections into clients. Jonathan Palmer is a LinkedIn video advisor and brand builder who has experienced massive growth and success using LinkedIn as his strategy. Today, he's going to share how you can get in on this goldmine of a platform by creating unforgettable content. What's up, peeps? Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank. And today I have with me Jonathan Palmer. He's the Chief Experience Officer at Shea Robota Marketing. And he's a former wrestler, which I just found out about and I can't wait to dig into more. John, what's up, my man? Thanks for being on the show. I have to be honest, I'm a little bit starstruck right now. What a lot of people don't realize is before there was a, a Shay and John, before I started working with Shay Robot Marketing, I actually discovered Frank's content first. And it really opened my eyes to the uh, to the benefit of doing video content on LinkedIn. Traditionally, I didn't put those two things together, but I'm going to have a lot of fun uh, talking to Frank about that and how he kind of influenced me on, on LinkedIn. But really happy to be here, happy to share some of the little secrets and magic trips, tricks that we've learned along the way. Awesome. Yes, we're going to dig into a lot. Uh, mainly love to learn more about John, the person. Uh, you've been very open on, on LinkedIn um, and sharing some of your stories, sharing some of your background, which is awesome because a lot of people love to, to share the great stuff, which is cool. We all want to, life isn't all doom and gloom, but life is, is of course, what we put out there and perception, of course, social media. Sometimes people only want to share the good stuff. You've been this open book of sharing some dark sides of your life and some trying things that you went through. So uh, appreciate that uh, because I think it's really important because uh, people can relate to a lot of the struggles that you've been through, but also what you, you've done since then and how you didn't let that defeat you, I think is an even more powerful message. So yeah, love love to just uh, let open up by letting letting folks who, who may not know who you are yet, if, if you're living under a rock, John's putting out some killer content. He's grown his following up to 70,000 followers in a really short period of time. Um, so just for those who might be seeing you for the first time, just give us the, the, the quick intro of John, you know, who you are, what makes you tick. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like um, all of this is like living a dream. I definitely did not expect it. Uh, but now I can see how all of those challenging times and those moments where I really question myself, they all come together. So to give some background, um, as a kid, I was bullied a lot. I was made fun of. Um, I was kind of like short. I was fat. I didn't really have a lot of confidence. Um, but I remember as a kid uh, being really inspired by professional wrestlers, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, The Rock. Um, I would watch them and the confidence that they had, whether it was on the microphone or in the ring, you know, on their stage, uh, they just had such a presence. And I really uh, 
strived to have that type of confidence. So after like a nice growth spurt, I, I jumped up to six foot two and, and, you know, I put on some muscle. I decided that, you know, I wanted to go after that dream. I wanted to be the one to inspire others the way that they inspired me. So I joined a wrestling school and within two months of joining the wrestling school, I was on, um, I was on television. I, I did a couple of different stints. You know, it wasn't, I was enhancement talent, so I got beat up a lot, but what it did more than anything else is it, 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 demonstrated to me that if you put in the work and if you believe in yourself and if you visualize that end goal and you just go after it, you can legitimately make your dreams come true. So of course, like anything else in life, you know, um, it it wasn't necessarily the right fit, but because I had seen that glimmer of hope, um, I knew what was possible. I started making some mistakes. So through those mistakes, um, inevitably, they actually let me go. And I was, you know, basically um, at that moment homeless. I didn't have anywhere to turn to. I had just gone through a tough divorce. And basically, mommy and daddy had to bail me out. They offered me a job as a forensic accountant, which knowing me, that's, that, that's almost like a death sentence. So I went back to school and I got my degree. I did all of the things that you're supposed to do, which just, it burned a hole in my stomach. But I knew that it, that it was just, it's, it's the way that society tells us to go. So I, I felt like I, I had put money and time into myself. It didn't work out. So now it's time to go with the proven method and just give up. So I did that for a few years. And then, you know, just as fate always has it, um, I was scrolling on LinkedIn because my dad wanted to rebrand his uh, forensic accounting agency after 20 years of doing no marketing. And I stumble on one of Frank's videos and I, I saw myself. I saw, you know, somebody that was energetic, was having fun. It reminded me of those moments where I saw The Rock or, you know, a, a performer that was really talented at their craft, but they were doing it on a different stage. So I reached out to Shay Robottom because I didn't think Frank would answer my message if I reached out to him. <laughs> so I reached out to Shay, and then from there I joined her boot camp, and I I had quick success. So um, she offered me a job, and basically the rest is history. I've been here ever since. That is uh, pretty awesome. First, the fact that you know you hit some tough times, you didn't let those tough times defeat you, and and here you are today, kind of sharing that story. Um, appreciate the fact that um, I stopped you from scrolling there in the feed and, and uh, pretty cool. And, and I, I tell you, if we could have went back and, and you would have hit me up, um, I, I would have definitely helped you. But I think you went to the right person because I, too, went through Shay's uh, boot camp and, and learned a lot from Shay early on in my, my video game and, and all this stuff, doing some things here with LinkedIn. So awesome how you guys really connected. And, and now so you lead you basically are, you lead the boot camp now. I mean, you're the, you're the guy um, you've, you not only seems like you're such a natural and you've perfected uh, the video space and, and, and so presenting yourself so well and, and, and clearly, and, and obviously you have uh, you know, you're very well articulated, but uh, were, were you always like that? Was this something that you were like, Hey, I, I love being in front of the camera or was this, I mean, I know you had your wrestling background, but you know, just to jump, people think it's easy to you know, throw a camera on and, and, and talk. And, and that's actually pretty hard. And then also to put content out for you know, thousands of people to see it, not so easy. So how was that transition for you to, to making content? Yeah, I think, uh, and Frank, you can relate with this. The, the thing that people don't realize is 
for those of us that have the gift of being extroverted or have the ability to speak in front of an audience and do so um, in an effective way, typically like, you know, for any of us that have been in that situation, we, we feed off of the energy of the audience. Like, you know, we're paying attention to how people react and respond to certain things. But when you're, when you're recording a video for social media, you don't have the approval of the audience to know if you're going the right way or not. You're, you're sitting in a room by yourself recording and you're hoping that it turns out good. So, uh, it, you know, it does prove to have its own challenges. And I remember in the very beginning, I was very uncertain of myself. I didn't know, should I be talking about this? Should I not be talking about that? What, you know, how vulnerable should I get? The one thing that I recommend to most people and the, the one lesson that I've learned, you know, just from studying these individuals, the Gary Vaynerchuks, the you know, Grant Cardone's, um, a lot of the individuals that do have um, significant influence online, they did not lead with their personal stories. They led with value. They led with, you know, sharing information that could be useful to someone. And then over time, they started sharing more about themselves because at that point, they had already built in an audience that cared about them. We have to sell ourselves first, but before we can sell ourselves, we have to sell you know the value that we can bring to that audience. So I think it's something that's very important to remember, and it was important for me to always lead with that value. But it was it was not easy in the beginning, you know, not having um, not knowing what to talk about, what to say. It takes time to develop it. It's like anything else; it really is a skill. I love what you've done because you've you you have attracted quite an audience. The content you to put out there gets a lot of a lot of attention. You're definitely bringing the education. Um, I honestly, I, I think people underestimate how much research you do you put into your videos and your content to come up with stuff and to, to, to actually put value out there it's like you're doing all this work a, a two and a half three minute video is taking you hours and hours to put together to do the research behind and and what I really what I enjoy a lot uh, about your videos you just did one recently is you've confronted you know haters head-on um, you know, it's like people, you, you were sharing some snippets of some stuff that people said to you. And it's like, I, I think if, if you're doing well, you're going to attract people who are going to hate on you for whatever reason, no matter what. Uh, but how you've handled that really helps other people who might be like, I can never, you know, create content. I'm not going to put it out there. And, and all these fears that you have in your brain where you're just like, I got, I got them too. You know, John, John gets haters, but here's how John deals with the haters. So I think your approach to that uh, has been pretty inspiring and I'm sure it's inspired others to say, Hey, if, if, if people are going to hate on me, I want to continue to do this anyway. And I'm just going to ignore them and block them out. So, so definitely kudos to, to you doing that. Um, another thing that you've done, you have, because you mentioned it, I'd love to just unpack a little bit um, because you make up, you may, you bring a good point. I think if you would have came out or me, I, anyone, I think if you come out onto an audience of people who don't know you and just start talking about, if I would have been like, Hey, you know, and this, I, this happened to me and I, you know, I'm, I was here, I lost my job or I got divorced or whatever, all these stories. If I started just throwing all these stories at strangers, they'd probably be like, you need therapy, pal. You don't need video. You need therapy. But what you did was you built an audience who began to say, oh, you showed up, people start to you know, know, like, and trust you. And then they're, they're, they're seeing you and paying attention to you. And you started sharing little snippets of your background. And now 
it's more of like, okay, they, they get to know John and bring in this value, but now they get to know John is more of a personal level and you're relatable. And I think that even brings your community even tighter. So I know you shared, you went through a, a pretty nasty divorce and you've, you know, I'm not sharing anything that uh, putting you on the spot for, but you, you did, you went through a divorce. Um, uh, you, you went through a period of homelessness and you had to struggle with that. Is that, you know, recovering from that, I uh, can't imagine it was easy, but knowing that you put that, you know, you, you've, you've carried that and put that behind you, but now you share that. What are the, the expectations or the hopes of sharing that with other people? Is it to say, Hey, if I did this, you know, you can do it or, or, or is it for you sort of like a release too to say, you know, whoever, you know, the people that doubted me or hated on me back then, you know, they didn't stop me from becoming who I am today. I think that the most Mix. important, yeah, yeah. Th- th- there's, there's, there's so much to it. Like, and there's always intent. It's never just, you know, like obviously something like that can generate attention, but there all, there's also a belief that, you know, you do scale to the point where, you know, people are invested enough to you that they, they want to hear what you have to say, regardless of the topic that you're going to cover. But what's powerful about a story like that was more the fact that, you know, when you look at what LinkedIn is, it's different than Instagram and YouTube in the way that, you know, on Instagram and YouTube, those platforms is very much about, you know, like you're watching a play, you're watching a production and the people that, you know, the characters that are portrayed on Instagram and YouTube more often than not tend to be the way that people wish that they were the way they want to be perceived. They're acting right where LinkedIn is more going backstage and wanting to see how the production works they want to see the behind the scenes, you know? So on LinkedIn, the, it's it's kind of like the opposite. It's more about showing people how to actually do it as opposed to, in, and sharing how you did it in comparison to watching the play as, and watching the actors and cheering for those actors, you know, their presentation. So um, that's the way that I've always portrayed it. And especially more now. So, um, so by taking people behind the scenes on my story, it's not about just me showing somebody how to write a script or how to use, you know, um, a technique anymore. Now it's showing people, okay, how did I emotionally develop my skills to be able to, you know, develop the message that I do now, because all of those little micro situations that I went through, whether it's the homelessness or being shamed for being homeless by my ex-wife, all of those experiences were the step-by-step process that led me to where I am now so that people can put the pieces together. But really it's about, you know, there's somebody that that's, that's there today. And if I can inspire them to feel like, okay, you know, maybe you're not homeless, but maybe you are struggling to find work right now. Or if you're going through a challenge with your partner, or maybe they did something really terrible to you, you know, for those people, it's hope that they can come out of this experience so much bigger and empowered that they'll also be able to speak about it one day in past tense and look at how instrumental it was in their growth. When we look at LinkedIn as a platform, because it, you, you summarize it, you know, looking at you know, Instagram and, and some of these other, you know, TikTok and everything, it's more of, you know, you see a lot of lopsidedness with followers, you know, you're not really connecting with people like LinkedIn, right. you're, you're making connections. And although, and you can get a hell of a lot of connections, I mean, 30,000 people, first level connections are a lot of people to be yes. connected. And then people choose to follow you and you can go that and build that exponentially. 
You mentioned a word that I think is, you said characters. So yeah, there's a lot of characters out there. You know, it's they put this, you know, a costume on and they show up for their audience and, you know, they're trying to per- put something out there because that's what they want to be seen as. And, 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 you know, truth be told, keep it real LinkedIn. You know, there's some characters on LinkedIn too. I mean, that's going to happen. Always. Um, but I feel like, your approach and the, because you now work with so many people who I, 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 and I've gotten to know some of them, the people that you work with directly, they're out there trying to, to, to either build a, a personal brand, build the business, build the brand's business or some uh, culmination of all of that. And how, how do you see the personal brand aspect and the business building and, and kind of relationship building with, with LinkedIn? It seems like that's where it's at. Um, and, and how important is it to really show up on LinkedIn and create content, period, not just video, because I think, I think that's important. You know, you don't just, not everyone needs to be on video, um, but, but right. showing up on LinkedIn, how important is that? Um, and, and what's, what's your opinion there? So one of the reasons why I like video is I don't care who your favorite person is in society. I don't care. Um, where you come from, who you are, what industry you're in, you know, the people that we feel the closest to emotionally that are not direct family or friends, the, you know, these are people in society, like, you know, more often than not, we've seen them physically do an interview. We've seen them on television. We've seen them do a movie. And very early on in my process, I recognize that, you know, if I want to be anything in this world, like I need to be comfortable being on camera to some degree, even the most introverted, you know, um, inter- introverted, like uh, entrepreneurs, you know, your Mark Zuckerberg's and Jeff Bezos understand the importance of still actually being on camera. It's, it's, it's inevitable. So I knew very early on that I needed to do video content. And then, you know, in terms of um, why another reason why video is great is because you get the analytics, you can actually see like, you know, unlike a text or picture post, I can actually see how much of my target market is checking out my content. You know, what areas and, you know, like around the world, am I reaching the most? Like are people from New York or Chicago watching my content more than anybody else? Okay. Then I need to throw in some of those elements to basically say like, Hey, I'm here. I'm supportive of you specifically. So, you know, video content is paramount, but more than anything, you know, I feel like there is something that is more important on LinkedIn, probably more than anything else. And that is connectivity. Like for me, that is connection equity. We need to build in depth the relationships with the community because I feel like that community can make or break you. When I was starting out, I followed a 90-10 rule. I would lead 90% of my time with engaging with the community. I would literally find the biggest pages and always try to be the best comment on the biggest pages. And if I had the best comment, inherently, I would gain more followers. And then I would find a bunch of little pages, you know, like a lot of individuals that were maybe just starting out, they didn't have a ton of content, they didn't have a a bunch of likes and comments, because those people appreciated the fact that you remembered them, and that you would engage in their content, even if they were just starting out. So I felt like, you know, I would like and comment on nine posts, and then I would upload my own. And the hope was, is that just if a couple of those people, you know, liked and commented on my content, that if I liked and commented on their stuff, they would, you know, return the favor. And then really it just became a, you know, rinse and repeat. And that's how I, I started to scale. If you can give, you know, maybe, I don't want to put a number on it, but let's just say, you know, three things, three pieces of advice 
that you would give to someone who is listening right now and who's been saying for a year, six months, three days that they're like, I need to get into this content strategy, but I don't know where to start. What are three tips? Someone says, hey, John, what's your advice? What, what's three things that you can share to someone today to, to really get them moving and towards some action? Um, well, the first one is, you know, and it's, it, it's just like, it's, it's too apparent. It's too obvious, but it's like, you can do it. Like I literally started in 2020 in this same calendar year that we are in right now, I started. So if I could do it, you may not get the same results, but you will certainly be way better off than if you don't do it. Right. So it's, it's very possible. Number two um, would be, let's see, what would be, what would be another piece of advice that I could give? Um, go find the stuff that you can't Google. Like, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I see on LinkedIn, especially now, is people will, you know, ask or answer questions that could easily be found on Google. If I can easily ask the question in Google, then I just don't feel like it's as impactful on the newsfeed. What is unique, what you can't find on Google is your own experiences, your own unique perspective on something. When I see like somebody tags a post or has an article link to, you know, Steve Jobs or, you know, Elon Musk or whatever, you know, I could just go straight to the source. It's it doesn't make it special if you're just highlighting what they already said. So, you know, for me, it's really find those things that can't be Googled and focus your content and attention around that. And I feel like you'll be more impactful. And then the final one is, you know, don't put pressure on yourself to develop content every single day. Um, I that's one thing that I struggle with in the beginning. And the modern convention was you have to, because Gary Vaynerchuk, we all love him, you know, but um, we were told that you have to create as much content as possible. You have to post every day. And from the beginning, I told myself I wasn't going to do it because I knew that I couldn't stay committed to creating an effective message every single day. So I focused more on being intentional and bringing as much value as possible twice a week, as opposed to burning myself out because I don't have a team of people helping me trying to create it every day. I almost I almost view it as like if you're sitting at a table with a bunch of executives that you respect, are you going to speak for the sake of speaking or are you going to speak when you have something important to say? And I really feel like that is what makes the biggest difference. Excellent advice, first of all, because I that's you know, the, the whole part of you can do it, you know, that attitude, it's like, yay, just get out there and start. Yeah. Everyone's like, sure. You have to start. Of course you need to do something. Otherwise you're just going to be in the background, not doing anything, but you're, unless you have to believe in yourself that you can do it. And I think taking that first step and putting that content out there is important. I think the consistency piece of course is extremely important. Um, the Google thing I love. I love the, you know, you can't get it on Google because I, we underestimate. I feel like people that do stuff in and out your day after day, we are subject matter experts in so much stuff, especially the things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis that other people are like, oh man, like I take stuff for granted that I do in my normal career. And I get on the phone with people are like, oh man, I never even knew that. Who, who knew? And these are things that, like you said, you can't just go easily find it. And this is how you can bring value to the audience. So I love the, if you can't find it on Google, it's a great piece of content to create because that is told makes total sense because now you've become that expert and that authority there. And, and really- just looking at creating, you know, creating the content just to create content, I think is really important. Gary Vaynerchuk, I, 
2018, I met Gary Vee and Gary Vee said, start creating content. And I, he's the reason why, and it took me several months, but it's the reason why I started creating content. Um, and I put out up until a few months ago, I was putting out five, five days a week. And before that, it was sometimes seven days a week content every day. Um, and, and then until recently I did like a LinkedIn 10 tips in 10 days and at, I did 10 pieces of content back to back. And after it, I was for the first time in two years of creating content, I was exhausted. And I was like, I can't, I, I can't do five pieces of content every day. Um, and I, so I started to take a step back and, and now I'm doing, you know, sometimes I do a three pieces. Sometimes I might only do two. I think the pressure isn't on myself to that. I have to put out content. I think that's really important. So I love that you have said, Hey, I'm going to put out a couple you know, pieces. And also it's really, if, if I feel like putting out five pieces of content on impulse and my, most of my content is, is impulse. I will create a, a piece of video, get it, you know, I'll get the editing and then I'll release. So it's really a short window. I'm not, I don't have an arsenal of content. I used to have like five videos backed up. So, so three awesome pieces of advice that I, I think a lot of people can learn from. And, and, uh, and, and so I appreciate you sharing that. I'd love I'd love to take a few minutes here to just talk about, because I think it's really important, people who reach out to me and are like, hey, you know, how do I start? I'm, I, I try to give advice when I can. I'm not the expert in uh, creating content. You know, I, I do it and it's sort of like this, you know, side gig that I have. But you have, you've taken it and made, you've made a, a job out of it. And now, you, you, know, you know, partnered up with Shay and putting this out. What is, what's the, the, the boot camp? Who's it for? And what am I learning if I join the boot camp? Because honestly, I did it two years ago. You know, well, a year and a half. It's a year and a half ago, um, and and it was awesome. It was a game changer for me. I was like, I was boot camp member number one. I think as soon as she put it out, I was signed up. So I'm sure things have evolved. The content game has changed, and now with you running it, um, you know, what is what is someone getting? Who, who's the boot camp for, and, and and what are they getting out of it? Um, I think that one of the the hacks or cheat codes to why our content is so so effective is because our target market is not a specific industry. Our target mar- market is the entire platform. So, you know, the people that we're trying to reach is everyone because anyone can do this and anyone could benefit from it. So whenever somebody sees my content and says, well, you know, it's it's performing really well. What's the magic behind it? Really, to me, the magic is, is that literally anybody could be our client. And anybody could take that uh, advice and it and it benefits them. So I want to be brutally honest with that because I do feel like sometimes we do have a little bit of an unfair advantage. But more than that, um, I would say that the boot camp is it's it's a, it's an interesting experience. It's not called a boot camp for nothing. There is a lot of work. So I'm always really intrigued with the people that do reach out, the people that do want to do this because you really are getting the elite of the elite. There are so many automated services, outbound services, so many easier ways to build your following. But I I would not recommend one more than this one because I do believe it's the most effective. But just understand that it does take a lot of work. You know, the the script writing, the filming, the posting content, the engaging, um, it does become a lot easier, but it's not necessarily the easiest approach. But I, when I look back on all the people that have gone through the program, the success, the success stories, the individuals that have been able to fill up their, you know, their fill up their calendars with business. Um, there's not an approach that I think is more effective at this time. But yeah, you know, it does it does take a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. 
you bring up a good point that, yeah, I think that's really important. The boot camp, it, it really is a boot camp. Um, and people, I've said that to people too. I'm like, you got to want it. It's not a done for you. They're, they're not going to create scripts for you. They're not going to do the work for you. They're going to give you all the tools that you need to be successful, but you need to want to ha- be successful because there's people out there that, yeah, you want an automated thing that's going to get you kicked off LinkedIn or some some crazy <laughs> bot that's going to send weird messages to people that have no no clue about you know who you even are, and then you get you reported. Then take the shortcut. I think this is this is not this isn't a shortcut like that. This is a you can learn, and that's how I looked at this. I can you know Shay was doing some great things that I was like, okay, well, why not hire Shay? to show me all the things that she knows, which she did. She shared so much, basically everything that she was successful. And, and now I've just expedited my journey to learn everything that she's done in these you know six to eight weeks. And now I'm way ahead of any, I could have never figured out all this stuff on my own. So, so I feel like, yeah, the bootcamp piece, it is a bootcamp. It's not done for you. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe people need to have to really want to do it because the outcome is, and I, I've, you know, there's people that I did the first initial bootcamp with you know, some people that don't make, you know, they, they, they stop making content, you know, whatever. Um, and there's people out there still crushing content. Um, like Ben Azadi is, you know, he is killing it. He's built a successful YouTube channel. He's got a great Instagram channel going on. He's social everywhere. Um, but he's still, you got to stay consistent too. Uh, and I think, also love for love for you as we wrap up here. Just talk a little bit about some of the metrics too, because I feel like the approach isn't uh, to be viral either. Even though she, people want to hate on Shay and think that oh she's after all the vanity metrics, I think Shay is very clear in the boot camps. You only you want to target the people that you that you want to go after those people. So if if fifty people like those posts. And those are 50 people that are in an industry that you sell to. That's gold. You know, and that, that's, that's who you want to go after. So if we can just end on a little bit of your take on metrics and approach and, you know, like the, you talked about connections and things like that, I feel like that's an important piece. I feel like that everyone thinks that if, if I put a video out and it doesn't get a hundred likes or a thousand views or whatever, then I've failed. And honestly, I think it's. I think that's that's something that, that people need to understand isn't really true. So, so let's talk a little bit about John's uh, John's thoughts on on the metrics. That that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a client, and if you send me a direct message, I'll share his page with with anybody that wants it. Um, but he only gets about ten to twelve likes on each um, on each post. But of those ten and twelve, he always gains at least one client. So, you know, it's not so much about getting those hundreds upon hundreds of likes and comments. Does it make the process easier? A little bit. I mean, like, let's just, anybody, let's just look at it, how it is. If you're at a restaurant, if you're walking by a restaurant and you see a line out the door that's a mile long, it doesn't matter if you weren't in the mood for Italian food, you are intrigued and you kind of want to see what's going on in there. What, what, why is this generating so much attention? Like, I want to I see what it's all about. So the idea is, you know, the more engagement you get, 
the more opportunities you create for somebody to be intrigued enough to take a look at it. But that's not to say that, you know, it's necessary. It's far from it. You know, the, the, the bigger thing is developing the messaging that demonstrates that you have authority. It, it garners a lot of attention. But um, I think that the style in which we present the content is far more important. For me, I was, I, you know, like truth be told, I'm a little bit more introverted which is great from like a creativity perspective, not so great from a sales perspective. You know, I was not the kind of guy to go up to a woman at a bar and introduce myself and see if I could score a date with her. Um, I was always kind of the guy that would sit back and hope that they came to me, try to do what I could to draw the attention to myself so that I wouldn't have to do the reaching out. And a lot of that translates to LinkedIn. I am very uncomfortable with the sales process. So what LinkedIn has allowed me to do more than anything else is create a message where I do the pitching in the content through selling myself so that when somebody does reach out, they are more often than not the type of clients that I want to work with, you know, first and foremost, because they like the messaging. And um, I get a lot more yeses because they already know what I'm about and what I can promise them and what I can do for them so that I don't have to deal with those awkward sales calls or introductions. It's basically all done for me. So if there was anything more impactful, it would be that. The fact that it removes a lot of, it's a lot of work on the front end, but a lot less work on the back end. And if there's more I could do to prepare for the sale, then you know the better off I am in the long run. Well, I'll tell you this, and for anyone who's who's tuning in and, and listening and thinking about getting on that content journey, uh, of course, from things I've said so far, I highly recommend joining the boot camp. Um, I, I I enjoyed it so much that Shay has the Elite Boot Camp, which is you know basically a monthly strategy meeting where some some OGs get together and we have you know we just learn stuff. And for me, it was like. It, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a cost of course, but it's a cost that it's well worth it to me because again, you and Shay are, are putting in the, the effort, you're doing the research, you're finding out what's working, what's not working and doing all these great things. And then you have, of course, all these people you work with, with all this aggregate data that you get to share with us. So for me, it's like, I, I love creating content. I love, this is fun for me. Um, and I, I want to continue to do it and I want to be my best at it too. So I feel like, so I've stayed on as, you know, in the, in the boot camp as, as you know, the, in the elite uh, membership, but, but for, for people who want to join, I would say highly recommended, cannot say it enough. And and what do they do? If they want to join, someone wants to learn more, they, they, A, they should be following John for sure. And we'll link that, but they want to reach out to you because they want to start on their content journey, whether it's for their personal brand or their business, where are they going? Yeah. So they can just, you know, click on my profile. Hopefully it'll be somewhere in the comments and uh, yeah, you can connect and we can start those conversations. Um, we don't take on just anybody, you know, we want to ensure that we work with the right individuals that we see a spark that we feel like, okay, um, I feel confident that with these strategies, you will be effective. You know, we want to ensure that you get the value for the costs. So yeah, like, please connect with us and we can, we can start, you know, identifying, if it's a good fit and, and start the conversation. 
Awesome. Yes. And I will, I will link uh, contact uh, uh, for your LinkedIn profile and everything. Of course, we'll get all that done in the show notes and wherever we push this out, make sure people are connected with you and following with you. So John, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you coming on sharing some stuff and, uh, and, and really appreciate the content that you're putting out on LinkedIn and, and, and opening up uh, just being vulnerable and, and showing, uh, showing us some new sides to, to not only you as the the professional, but also the personal side. So thanks again. Man. And thank you, Frank, because if I didn't hop on your profile and, and check out your content, where would I be right now? Maybe I wouldn't be here at all. So, you know, don't, don't <laughs> underestimate like the, the way that, you know, those little acts that we do can really change somebody's life. So put it out there. Cool, man. Appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank man. you. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to fivequestionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.